products are all around us. When looking at products, either the design side can be considered or the engineering of how it can be used. Most people study one or the other, but what if you could do both? Well, that is industrial design engineering. We go to University of Twente to find out what industrial design engineering is and what it's like to study IDE as a woman. You see, oh, this person touched this button first instead of the one that they're supposed to do. 35 hours, the drawing, one of the most important events in the Netherlands in the whole year. Today's guest is from Spain and Morocco and grew up between those two countries. She now studies at the University of Twente, Industrial Design Engineering, where she learns to combine technology and creativity together to improve the user experience of individuals in various products. This is the Gen Z in STEM podcast. I'm your host, Mari Joon, and I hope you're as curious as I am. Let's get to it. So, Nuria. Yeah. So, uh, you do industrial design engineering. Can you tell us what is industrial design engineering? Yes. So, industrial design engineering is a mix of um, a technical part of engineering as like mechanical, electrical, we touch a little bit on everything. And it's also a creative side. So we kind of mix both design and engineering into one, which I think is really nice and really fun. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you just said that you mix both, but I've seen that there's like industrial design and there's industrial engineering. And sometimes like they're kind of different and the things that you like study and work on are a bit different. So what is it like combining both and how is the key differences of having both? Yeah, well, industrial design uh, kind of focuses more on the design part of an object and how to connect emotionally with like users and the people who are going to be using the object. And then the engineers kind of make the manufacturing system that is going to go with the product. Us in industrial design engineering, we kind of combine both and are able to both design something that connects emotionally with users and also touch on the basis of what is the technical part behind the product. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Nice. And so for civil engineering, which is what I study, we have like traffic, construction, and water. That's our main things. And then usually each year we'll have a project on all of those. And then we'll have like uh, in construction, we'll usually be touching on sustainability. But then uh, how is it for IDE and how is the program kind of structured and what kind of projects do you do? So IDE is structured as well as I'm guessing civil in modules. So we have four modules per year. And in each module we do very different subjects each module actually they vary a lot like I'm going to give an example last module of from last year we touched into electronics app development um, human interactions and things like that and all of that we apply onto the projects of each module so each module we do a project so going back to last module we had to make a um, game that you use in daily life like hide and seek smart using the things we will learn in class like electronics and app development to do coding and things like that so uh, that's how the pro the course is kind of structured we have modules and then we have subjects which relate to the project that we're doing that module okay yeah oh, cool and so what have you found as i guess the most challenging part of uh, ide projects and studying ide as a whole so um, to me, the most challenging part of IDE is time management because um, IDE and like other technical studies um, has a lot of sketching and drawing, especially in the first year. 
Um, and that takes a lot of your time. Like, for example, for my final project of Design Sketching 3, it took me about 35 hours, the drawing. Yes. So time management and managing your time is very important because design sketching will take up a lot of your time. And you also need time to study like technical subjects such as physics or mechanics of materials and things like that. So you need to learn how to manage that. And with projects, um, to me, you get such a creative and environment and like free environment to do whatever you want that sometimes it is hard to structure which path it is the right one and how to take it. You do get guidance. You get a tutor every week. You update them and tell them how you're going. But you have a lot of creative um, inspiration and you can take it wherever you want to, in a sense. So you do have to do a lot of research on your own and figure out what you want to transmit and how you want to do that and exactly what tutors want from you. So I think in terms of projects, that is the hardest part. Also, like especially in my case, that I have no uh, technological background, uh, there's a lot of, they expect a lot from you and to, for you to be advanced in some aspects. So you do need to research on your own and learn a lot of things on your own to be able to develop the quality that they want. Mm -hmm. And have you like uh, found any maybe like strategies to be able to tackle time management? Because in first year, I think everyone has like a struggle between like, oh, I'm coming maybe from like high school. And now there's more things I have to do things on my own. So yeah, yeah. I what I do sometimes is at the beginning of the module, I look through the exams of each um, subject and I kind of get a feeling of the level of difficulty that the subject is going to impose. And then I also um, look at the amount of credits that each subject gives me because that's going to give me an idea of how many hours I should be spending on it. It's a little relative sometimes, but it gives you an overall picture. And for example, more creative subjects, I immediately know that they will take more time because I, for example, in drawing, I'm very slow. So I know that I need to spend maybe five hours or six hours on a drawing and then manage my time around, manage that and then manage the other subjects around that. Because for example, um, math comes more naturally to me. So for physics, I will just study really hard before um, an exam, like a, a week and a half before I'll start like completely. I will follow the subject, yeah. but I'll start with exams completely a week and a half. And I will have done the design sketching and things before so that I have time to really study on the other subjects. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, nice. And so actually I want to touch back upon what you were saying with the drawing that took 35 uh, hours. <laughs> So in civil engineering, do we don't do a lot of drawing, at least in our course, we do more on digital platforms, I guess. So it's like, you know, lines and what well, we're not really drawing by hand. It's the <laughs> computer that does it for us. Yeah. So when you're sketching, first of all, what are you sketching like that takes time? And is it like a model? Is it? Okay. So um, in first year, you have design sketching one and design sketching two. Those are on paper. And uh, you focus on uh, learning the basics drawing circles, triangles, being able to perfect all these lines. But you also get into product design. So you draw a little bit of products. I remember in the first module, we had to come up with a car design. Um, yeah, a little car. So that is what we had to like sketch. And then in module two, you touch into colors. So you learn how to paint and combine colors and things like that. 
And in module three, you go into digital. So in module three, you do draw on a platform, but it doesn't technically do it for you. It's mainly straight lines you can do like in Procreate, but it is you sketching. And the 35 hour project was because on the second part of the module, we had to, we were giving a prompt that was, you have to design a workspace for a specific person. So they gave you a specific person. Each one had a different person in a specific environment. So I got a cook in the air. So I had to come up with a workspace that could be in the air, like fly, for a cook. So it took me 35 hours to develop a sort of helicopter where you had a kitchen and also like some space because you also had to research a little bit your character and they gave you like paragraphs of what he wanted to represent. And mine was that he loved to travel the world and teach people um, his cooking. So I made like a little table so he could invite people over at the helicopter and things like that. We really looked at details. But yeah, the final render was like 35 hours. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. So um, going into this, I feel like you were talking a bit about how it's about this cook. So it's like kind of based on uh, the individual and the human. So kind of like user centered. Um, so how, so IDE <laughs> is related to user-centered principles in the development of a product or whatever you're yes. designing. So what type of cycles are used in IDE and how do they consider the user? Okay, so for IDE, um, the cycle that usually we use in every project is research. We do a lot of background research on the user, on the environment it's gonna be used at. Um, we conduct interviews, questionnaires, all of this. Um, and then we start ideating. We ideate for about three weeks, ideally. May, usually in a real life context, it would be more. But here at the uni, it's about three weeks. And you do two types of like diamonds where you come up with a lot of ideas. Then you kind of like um, reduce them into some that you really like. And then those that you really like or that you see potential in, you re ideate on them so you change little parts about them and then you re like reduce them again into uh, your final concepts and then these you choose one based on your requirements like on the project based on uh, user preference like what do your users actually like the most what are they most attracted to mm -hmm. and things like that and then you make a model of it you make it in real life to scale so 1 to 20 usually, that's what we did if it's a really big thing, like we did a truck um, last uh, week, so we had to make it 1 to 20, so it was about this big, mm -hmm. when it's usually real life. Um, and then we ideally would test it and improve it, and then present. Um, at uni, sometimes there's not enough time for the presenting part, like for the improvement, mm -hmm. because you make the model and then you notice things, but then you can present them, but you don't really touch into making it better afterwards. Mm. Okay, and so uh, what role does, I guess you call it ideating, but uh, what role does the prototypes and testing have in IDE? How important is that? That is really important because you actually see your product come to life and like you can actually touch it and see how people would interact with it. And there's a lot of things that you notice, like. There are some things that come naturally to me as a designer that is like, yes, this is like this because 
it makes sense to me because this is how I designed it. But someone who has no idea what the product does or is about might not interact the same way that you predicted. So making the model has a lot to do with that because you see, oh, this person touched this button first instead of the one that they're supposed to do. Like, mm -hmm. how can I redesign this again to make sure the user does not make this confusion and like things like that. And you also see the material, how you could have used different material and maybe it would have been better, how maybe different hinges or different coding and things like that. So the model, the prototype is actually where you learn most from what you designed, for sure. Mm. Yeah, okay. And so IDE seems to like branch off of like many different engineering types. So has there been moments of uh, collaboration with other programs? And how does your program in general interconnect with other engineering types? Well, um, we do come together with uh, mechanical engineering and industrial en engineering and management next module. Um, there's about two IDEers per group and then a couple of mechanical and a couple of IEMs. I don't know um, how it is to work with them yet, but I've heard that it's really interesting because each one has a different perspective in what engineering is and like how to apply to a user. So it's definitely a collaboration I'm very looking forward to. But in general, we do touch into a lot of different industries and like um, engineering. Um, not such in depth as like, for example, electrical engineering would touch in technology and mm -hmm. electronics, but we do have a little bit of basic knowledge of how electronics work and coding and things like that. We also touch into production a lot, where we learn how to actually produce mm -hmm. um, in mass manufacturing the actual products. So we learn how to mass produce our products as well, which I think is very important. And we also touch some subjects from mechanical engineering to have basics of physics and uh, materials and material strengths and things like that. Okay, cool. So, okay, so I'm gonna go to design week. So yeah. last week, uh, it was Dutch design week. Yes. And so I heard you went. Yes, and I still have the bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanna talk a bit about that. Oh, <laughs> yes. Pictures <laughs> this, okay. Um, well, first of all, can you describe a bit about what design week is? Yes, so design week is in my opinion, um, one of the most important events in the Netherlands in the whole year. It's held in Eindhoven. And I'm sorry if I didn't pronounce that correctly. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's where students expose their projects that they have done throughout the year, or like the best selling or the best produced project of the whole university goes there and presents there. Um, when I went, it's very divided around the city. So I didn't unfortunately get to see everything because you need a couple of days to be able to see all there is. Um, we went to the main gallery, which is where the Academy of Arts of Eindhoven exposes their uh, project. It is true that there it was more artsy. It was more on the artful side. It was very interesting and very fun to see how they mix materials and colors and things like that. But it wasn't on the technical side. And then after the gallery, we did take a car because there's cars that the Design Week provides, which mm -hmm. is really nice, to go to a different area called Stripes, where there we saw a lot of technical projects. Uh, our uni was there. Um, also, there was like solar paneled cars, which had traveled all of uh, Morocco. Yeah, it was crazy, like a thousand kilometers the car had done. There were also incubators for babies. Um, 
machines to textile to like sew in 3D. There were so many things. There were also projects that really interested me. It was like a glove. Yeah. And they had like um, compartments in the bottom and they Mm -hmm. filled in with air to help like rehabilitation of the elbows and things like that. It was really amazing. And yes. (laughs) Wow. Like that's a bunch of things. Yes. So IDE has projects like exhibited in the Dutch Design Week. So you kind of shared a bit about the what you saw. Yes. But then, do you know a bit what goes behind getting a project exhibited in Design Week? Um, yeah, I'm going to talk a bit first about what was exhibited this year, yeah. so then I can give some background information. This year, um, it was sort of a kitchen that went to Design Week. You might say, oh, a kitchen, what? But it was mainly to um, start up critical thinking and to get you, like, um, to look into problems that are going to come in the future. So basically, you were given a prompt. I believe, if I remember correctly, it was something about, like, how if technology advances, how are we going to, like, um, not stop from core values to disappear into, like, technology? And then you had to go through a little kitchen and collect foods, and each food meant a value. I remember I took innovation, respect, and um, empathy. And then you moved on to the kitchen, where you had a little utensils you could use and each utensil was like uh, something you would cook the idea with something that you would solve this idea with I chose a child heart which was seeing this problem from a perspective of children because I feel like they're very uh, naive and always think the best of if things so then you moved on to a table and actually discussed that to like implement critical thinking as I said before so this was what I uh, UT brought as the big thing to design week they did bring a lot of other small things i sadly didn't get a chance to see them but this was a big thing so what i think goes behind this is there's a selection process where mm, people at the ut choose which project they think has the most potential and represents ut since we are a technical university with a human touch so the human touch is very important and there is funding that goes behind it as well I do think that um, you need funds so that you can improve your project so it's perfect for Design Week since it's a really big thing. Like, it's where designers expose their best projects, the students. It's like the farthest you can get, I feel, in your career as a student, especially in ID year. That's one of my biggest goals, I think. And yeah, so I think that's what goes behind it, really. Okay. Yeah. And you're talking about human touch. But personally, in the projects you've done in the past year or so, how do you bring that human touch into the projects? Or mm, We bring the human touch in how it's used. Mm-hmm. So we do try to make, we had to make, for example, um, Citrus Press last yeah. year. We had to design it. It was module two, so very at the beginning. And you really had to think about how a person would position themselves to Citrus Press and to make juice and we really bring the human touch in that to make it natural to the form of the human and how they would press an orange to make it easy. We also made sure to reduce the force. You know, usually it takes a lot of force to make juice and things like that. So we bring out people's needs and we implement them into our design so to make it easier for them as well. I really like how applied your projects are in general. Because, like, I, everything you said, I'm like, okay, well, you can make a business right now or you can, like, apply <laughs> this to the world. As yeah. civil engineering, it's like, you know, buildings, <laughs> you, like, see it longer term and longer term projects. 
But then I'm thinking uh, when you said like the solar panels and things like that, how important is like sustainability nowadays in IDE projects? It is very important. Sustainability also, uh, by conducting research and interviews, we did realize that it's not only important to us as designers, it's important to users. A lot of users um, want the project to be sustainable and to be recyclable. There's a lot of demand for this. So we are constantly learning how we can do little things that might change the big picture. Like for example, now for our truck, we decided space-wise, maybe it would have been better to just have a sink. However, after doing research, we did realize that a dishwasher consumes way less water. It does use more electricity, but we're using solar panels, so we're reducing that amount of electricity use. And then we decided to make space for dishwasher because it's these little things which add up to a bigger picture, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So now I'm going to move a bit more to like collaboration, I guess, and the course dynamics. So in engineering in general, it's known that the ratio of women is lower. And you're doing industrial design engineering, which does have design in the name, but also engineering. So you could yeah. think that because it has design, there may be women, a bit more women. <laughs> but um, did you initially expect the course to have uh, like a good amount of women? And what is the actual like ratios, mm. I guess? I did expect to have more women, like for example, mechanical engineering, I do know that the ratio of men is way larger than of women by a big difference. But I did in ID expect it because I felt like a lot of art students uh, wanna study design, but wanna also study the technological part behind it. And a lot of women also wanna do this. I am one of them. I didn't wanna do only a technical study. I wanted to also have a creative voice. So that's why I was coming here with an expectation that there would be women. And it's actually how it is. I'm pretty sure we're a very good equal ratio of men and women in the study. I might even say a bit more women, but I'm not 100% sure. But I know it's very good like balance. Mm-hmm. So it's very nice because we get also an aspect of men and women in the project because it's true that men in my study tend to um, go for more the engineering side, more of the technical parts, whether the women tend to go for the more creative. It's not in all cases, of course, I'm not trying to generalize, but it is sometimes like that. So it's very good to combine each person's strength when it comes to a project. And yes. Talking about projects, you perfectly yeah. transitioned to my next <laughs> question. Uh, but how does the composition of people in your course, so diversity of gender and culture, yes. impact uh, the collaboration and experience in your project? Um, Culture-wise, it does impact a lot in a very good way also. Um, like, they each one brings little things from their own culture that could, like, um, add up to the project. Like, for example, f- we also had to make a ravioli maker. So people who were Italian really brought in their qualities of, like, what would work and what would not. Like, for example, I've never made ravioli. So my experience was very limited. So um, having people from different cultures help um, bring in little details. Also work dynamic. Uh, It has its positive and negative things, of course, like um, people like me rather not work in the morning, but for my culture, from my background, but people, for example, from the Netherlands do want to be efficient and um, work in the mornings. Also like um, people from the Netherlands, I feel like they really um, like to work at lunchtime. (laughs) 
where yeah. I'm from a culture where lunchtime is eating time. It is time to chat with friends and relax. But yeah, so we learned to combine. I work on lunchtime nows, but <laughs> at the beginning it was a bit like, what, lunchtime? <laughs> but it's okay. Like, we did learn to be more efficient, especially me, like, to get to the point and finish, like, efficiently as possible in the least amount of days, hopefully, and just work, not um, be like, let's go for a break, let's go for a coffee. No, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, I understand that quite a bit. Because in my recent uh, project group, what happened is that we had kind of different uh, like working hours, but then it worked to our advantage because we needed to work on, for instance, code, and we could code in the same time. So it'd be like one person would do it, then the person would take over, one would work a bit more in the night, one would wake up in the morning, and at the end, it got done like even earlier because we yeah. were just working like in that dynamic. Yeah. Okay. And so finally, how do you think um, projects following IDE principles can impact human lives? Um... Well, I think projects following IDE principles are going to impact human lives, hopefully, I think, in a positive way. Because it's not two minds trying to... How do I explain this? If you have an industrial designer and you have an engineer, uh, the visions might not always coincide. And it's kind of hard to translate what the designer wants and what is actually possible to be done by the engineer. Mm -hmm. So as an idea, you can kind of do both um, on a basis level. Obviously, um, I don't think I will be doing any motors anytime soon, maybe sometime in the future, but I do understand the basic principles of what is behind a car and how it works and what I can design around it. So I think that is very important knowledge to have as a designer. like knowing the limits and what is possible or not to be able to design something that's going to be easily produced and efficient and all those things also production wise that you can actually make it by either investment casting or etc so i do think that in that way it's going to impact human lives a lot more because you can design something that is ideally based on how human interacts with it but it can also be possible and be done in a manufacturing process well because the designer knows as well how to manufacture it so yeah I, yeah i get that also like the big dilemma in civil engineering is like the architect versus civil engineer the architect builds this amazing beautiful looking building and the engineer is like what how yeah. am i supposed to build <laughs> this like the forces it will just collapse so uh, yeah exactly having a perspective can like find the things yeah it. it's like a two-in-one sort of thing, I think it's very beneficial because, as you said, we will create something that we know can be actually possible rather than just taking a creative toll on it and making it extravagant but not possible. So we make it pretty, but we also make it uh, useful and being able to be done. And functional. Yes, functional. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, thank you, Nira, for your time. Yeah, uh, thank this you. This was a really insightful conversation. And, uh, yeah... I now see like the power of IDE in like innovating and helping to like consider the user experience into products. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> if you made it to here, thank you. This was the third episode of Gen Z in STEM. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Please share it and follow on whatever platform you watch this podcast on. And stay tuned because a new episode will be released in two weeks.